Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Venom R Motivation. And I'm your host. I want to thank all of you for joining us here in this gathering of the minds. Got a nice little cup of coffee. Today's a beautiful, bright, sunny day. Traffic is a little backed up. Um, southbound. Northbound is flowing at mid-level speeds. We should get a visit from Raven today. Um, we missed Raven yesterday because it was a cloudy day. But um, I welcome you once again to this gathering of the minds. The universes have shifted. There has been a tremendous clarity. There has been a depth of understanding, not only in business, but in my personal life. And um, I want to talk about a beautiful subject today that is sensitive. And I think I'm going to call today's episode, You Can't Love Everybody. Sometimes in life, we give with all of our might. We give with, with everything that we have. Sometimes all we need is love because all we can give is love. And what do you do when you give all of yourself to another person or a situation or a collective of people who just don't give a fuck or just don't care? In business, many people, such as myself, find themselves in a challenge wanting the best for the business and the people in the business. But the people higher up in the hierarchy don't necessarily view the investment, the product, the service, the brand, the franchise. They don't view it that way. Some people are very cold and calculated and everything is about having leverage for an advantage for a capital gain. And that is something that we must learn to dominate in business because business is war and war is business um speaking in the in in the entrepreneurial sense and i believe in good karma you know i believe in establishing businesses in a positive connotation i have a spiritual compass so i'm always worried and concerned and and looking for new opportunities to capitalize on so that i can benefit the people around me in my businesses that's why i don't I don't like the term employee. I like to give everybody stocks in the company from day one so that I can address them as my business partners and my shareholders because those are the people that that pray for me. Those 5,000 people that rely on me directly plus the 50,000 that rely on me indirectly are my prayer warriors. They're the people that are praying that everything works out and, you know, everything is how it's supposed to be. Everything flows naturally. And um, it's definitely a blessing to have that responsibility. I don't take it as a burden. But, um, you know, this is how I feel about neglect or, you know, uh, let's say any type of emotional abuse or mental abuse, even verbal abuse. You know, it's all a frequency. It's all an energy. It's all a vibe. And when somebody does you wrong, whether in your personal life or in business, that should never impact who you are. If someone does you wrong, that has nothing to do with you. Broken people break people. 
So when somebody's hurting inside, that's the only language that they know how to communicate and commune with. So when somebody's hurt inside, they hurt other people. It's as simple as that. So why should you, with your beautiful mind, body, and soul, and spirit, change who you are because somebody decided to be negative to generalize what we're trying to express? So you have a business partner. You build this beautiful franchise. Everything is good. But your business partner is a fucking snake. What do you do? Do you become a snake? Do you corrupt the beauty in your heart and in your mind and your body and your soul? Do you change your mentality, your point of view? Absolutely not. You know why? Because you have to understand that the world is huge. This universe we live in is huge. And there's so many good people. It's unfair to mistreat your next business venture, your next opportunity, your next uh, product or service, your next brand or franchise in a sense for you to, you know, treat it in a messed up way or have a messed up filter about it just because you had a bad experience. I believe in giving everybody an opportunity. I start everybody out of 10. It's up to each person to keep themselves up there. That has nothing to do with me. If somebody does me wrong, I'm not going to go do them wrong and have like a vindictive tit for tat. You know, I'd rather learn from the situation and move forward because the easiest thing to do is step away, not walk away. Step away into a different lane, into a different avenue. You know, just like Bitcoin is the the golden rail and Ethereum is the silver rail and then everything else is like copper and every other type of uh, precious metal. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. And really, Bitcoin is more like copper 3M. Ethereum is digital gold. But that's for another conversation. So, you know, I am empowered by countless situations that develop opportunities for me. Because the peace of mind that I have, the happiness that I have inside of me is untouchable. It's unparalleled. I know what it's like to bet it all on red. I know what it's like to bet it all on me. And all that is, is karmatic energy that is positive. Because a positive takes in a little bit of energy and gives out a lot of positive energy. A negative absorbs everything and puts out very little. It still puts out a charge, but by comparison, it doesn't add up to what something positive is. So... We speak about numbers, right? A lot of people into numerology. Everybody has a number. It's like shaving. Probably the best way that I could describe it as one of my mentors, uh, Mr. Elliot. Shout out to you, Mr. Elliot, where you are in your part of the universe, in your galaxy, and in your universe. Everybody has a number, right? So what does that mean? Let's take something basic as shaving, right? Or when you're younger, your times table, being able to execute division, addiction, uh, you know, subtraction and stuff like that. After you shave a certain amount of times, it could be three, four, five times, 
you perfected. And you pretty much got down, packed the basic concept, right? So in life and success and business is the same thing. You know, we all have a number. My number could be five. Your number could be 17. I open five businesses. I become a multimillionaire. You open 17 businesses. You become a multimillionaire, et cetera, et cetera, right? Every person is different. Every situation is different. Every business opportunity or situation is completely different. Even though we generalize and we compare, you know, let's say a real estate venture with another real estate venture, or we compare one franchise to another, it's all different. Just like your life is unique, your fingerprint is unique, you know, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you dance, the way you cook, all of that is unique to you, right? No one else in the world has what you have. So in life, sometimes we deal with so much situations. Like, for example, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Part of it is because I always was able to handle more than one thing, and I like the complexity. I see simplicity and complexity, right? Where most people are the opposite, right? They see complexity and simplicity, etc. Now, part of it was because I had gone through a dark storm or dark cloud in business, where it's like one bad business partnership was dragged out, was so prolonged, just disassembling the structure and removing myself from the business because I knew that the ship was going to sink. So, you know, I got on my speedboat and I got off that fucking uh, vessel that was, you know, no good anymore. Well, in my desperation, because now I can identify it as such, now I can classify it and say, man, I was desperate. I wanted success so bad that I started to look for many different business ventures. And little by little, I started cherry picking what was good and what I had to move away from. So I found myself in so many different business deals where people just kept stepping all over me, kept getting over me, kept, um, you know, signing bad deals. It was like, it was a dark cloud. You know, it was a dark moment in business. And I just continued to try. I was the little engine that could, you know. My heart was like a four-cylinder Honda motor with a big-ass turbo kit, you know what I mean? Like, and nitrous and all that good shit, right? So it developed resilience in me. I didn't understand that phase in life that I was developing in. I was developing my resilience. And the more people said no, the more I found ways to turn that no into a now. The more I found ways to build with that. Like, oh, you know, you're going to open a restaurant here. A restaurant's never worked in this shopping center. Here I go. Let's go with the restaurant. Boom, hit the home run. You know, uh, real estate has never worked on this side of town. You, nobody's ever been able to develop this this commercial industrial uh, real estate. Here I go, pushing for that. I developed that resilience. Where I heard no, I converted it into now. Or why not, right? Why can't I do it? What can I do differently? How can I make it better? In that experience, I started narrowing down the personality traits that I knew would be a good fit for my natural flow. What is my natural flow? And what is your natural flow, right? Because we're all learning from each other here. So I'm a very religious person. 
I have a very deep emotional connection to God. No, it's not Judas. It's not Jesus. It's not Muhammad. It's not this one. It's not that one. None of that. It's not up, down, left, right, or, or in a cross diagram. No. I understand the level of intelligence that human beings have. And I believe in my heart this is by design. None of this shit was a coincidence. Whether you want to call it evolution or the Big Bang Theory or whatever religious belief you have, listen, man, I'm cool with Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Wolverine, fucking Spider-Man, Venom, Marvel Universe, DC Universe, all the same shit to me, right? So I got love for everybody. I don't give a fuck if you're a Yankees fan, a Boston Red Sox fan, if you like the Lakers or if you like the Dodgers. It doesn't matter. I got love for you, right? Well, every single day... I give thanks to the universe for granting me this moment of clarity, this opportunity to to have another chance to pursue my dreams and, and build the life that I want to live. Meaning, I never accepted the common consensus of what was given to me. I always fought for something greater than what my eyes could see. Because, you know, your eyes could deceive you, right? But inside, I always felt this connection to the higher power. So... When I wake up in the morning, I'm very excited. You know, I'm pressing my clothes. I'm making my tie, you know, put my business suit on, you know, clean shaven, you know, good looking, you know, you know, uh, pep myself up. Go grab me a cup of coffee and I just love life. I love everything from the smallest ant to the biggest fucking uh, redwood tree. You know, I love driving through my neighborhood. I love seeing my neighbors and waving and saying good morning. I love to hear the sprinklers uh, wetting the grass. I like to see the little bees pollinating the flowers. You know, I like to see the little fucking, um, the, the little uh, squirrels that run through my property. You know, I have birds, you know, stuff like that. Like, I'm into that stuff. I like to listen to jazz and I like to listen to classical music. I might listen to some hip hop, you know. Some hardcore underground shit. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I wake up with my day full of potential, right? So now, when I get to my office and I do my agenda and I check the markets, which I've already been trading since I woke up and I've been checking the markets all day, you know, I bring that energy to the workplace. I bring that energy to my creative space. I bring that energy to all my business ventures. I look forward to venturing out and traveling and seeing the world and connecting with the people. I love my clients. I love my customers. You know, I'm all about customer service. So all these natural traits is exactly my modus operandum. This is how I view the world. I'm grateful for another day. I'm grateful for another opportunity because I appreciate it. I know that God doesn't owe me that. The universe doesn't owe me that. Just like nobody owes me anything. Right? Nobody is entitled to owe me a single thing. Nor should I have the expectations to expect that from anybody. I don't give a fuck if it's a family member, a friend, a peer, a colleague, a business partner, etc. Not even from a client or a customer. So I knew that as I grew older and more mature and more disciplined and more educated and more properly uh, prepared 
for the blessing that I'm asking the universe for, right? That I'm I'm working hard for every day. I'm working towards this goal. I have this vision of the future, right? I knew that I could only surround myself with those type of people. And I also realized that that quality or those attributes are very hard to find. It is the needle in the haystack. Just like the size of a nuclear atom, which is equivalent to a chair on the 35th floor of the Empire State Building, if the Empire State Building was the size of the tip of one of your hairs, that nuclear atom, when it's split, it can destroy half of the world and take out an entire country. You don't know how much energy something has until it's released, right? So when you look at hydrogen bombs and nuclear explosions and nuclear fissions, all these things happen at the quantum level, right? At the smallest atomic level or subatomic level. So finding these types of business partners is equivalent to finding that genome, finding that atom, or finding those traits. And in order for you to do that, you have to be around people. You have to get to know a person, understand their mentality, their background, their culture, their education, their upbringing, you know, all of their training and all of their preparation to understand why God has placed these people in your life. Some people are builders, some are destroyers. Some people are there for you to guide them and care for them. And some people are there to guide and care for you. Some people are avatars. Some people are like fucking finding Yoda. Yoda is just there to give you wisdom. But you know Yoda is the most powerful one. Now, the cool thing about Yoda is that he's sharing with you the knowledge. You may not always understand what he's saying. But in time, all of his prophecies are proven to be true. When Yoda had to battle against Sidious, they were the two most powerful beings. But Yoda always had the advantage. Yoda was always stronger. Even though, if you look at his battle sequences throughout the franchise history, even he had a limit. But even in his limitation, he was still the most powerful one. So I liken myself to somebody like Yoda. Because at one point, if, to put it in Star Wars terms, I was Luke Skywalker. I was trying to figure out how does business work. You look at Luke from the beginning of the saga, he's just trying to figure it out. You know, like, your father has this legacy. Your father was the most powerful Jedi, but he went to the dark side. And you have a chance to break that cycle. For me, it was always poverty. It was always pain. It was always struggle. It was always hardship. It was always limitation. I can be a peacetime leader and I can be a wartime leader because I grew up in war. And all wars are not the same. Some wars are against principalities like they tell you in all the holy scriptures. They're psychological wars. I come from one of the best places on earth. In New York City. The school of hard knocks. But as hard as it is. The beauty of it. Is contained in that hardship. Because. Where I grew up. It was like Sesame Street. All these beautiful characters. Some are funny. Some are tough. Some are strong. Some are weak. Some need help. 
Some can teach, some can understand, some can relate. But the fact that God put us all in the same place, let me know that that was by design. There's no way all those unique, beautiful people, like the colors of the rainbow, like the spectrum on any precious gemstone, whether it's a diamond, moissanite, emerald, ruby, etc. For them to be aggregated like seasoning is fucking amazing to me. To me, that's like art. It's beautiful. And when I look back at my upbringing, I always had everything I needed. I just didn't know how to understand it. And I, I couldn't cherry pick those things in my younger days. As I've grown older, I've grown a deeper affection and understanding for those beautiful people that God has placed in my life. And we all turned out to be phenomenal entrepreneurs. All in our own right, right? Different fields, different businesses, different industries. Now, as I grew older and my education level increased, I upgraded myself, right? Upgraded the hard drive, the software, the hardware, the memory banks, everything. You know, I just upgraded myself, right? I started to have these superpowers, right? Where I could find the balance in every person's hearts. Now I understood why the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, and Buddhistic principles always speak of the higher power judging the heart. Now it all started to come back to me. It started to make sense. I made the mistake in my search of, of knowledge, right? In this journey of understanding, I was being enlightened. I found an amazing business partner. One of the weaknesses, which I believe is a strength, was that this first business partner established a business with me and the business was amazing. But then this person had an additional business partner and that turned out to be the bad apple. The downfall of my mentor, I have foreseen and had foreshadowed years before. And when the business crumbled and collapsed, it was worse than anything I could have imagined. And for me, that was the most valuable lesson because now I found myself leaving this business venture, learning from that, feeling the pain and the hurt. Now I had the desire, the desperation to go create these new businesses and I had to show and prove that I could correct these wrongs and with the extra money that I would make, I can help these families, right? I can help all of the relatives of, of my, my two previous business partners. One being the mentor, the other one being the destroyer. One builder, one destroyer, right? One positive, one negative. The yin and the yang. I was, I was the fucking gray matter in, in the middle trying to mediate both of these power structures and delegate the power for our clients and for our employees, etc. And our business partners, our shareholders, etc. Now, in my moment of pain and in my moment and lack of understanding, I found myself opening my heart so quickly to so many people who also did the same thing. They took advantage. I'll never forget this business that I established, right? So this business is sold and it's sold to a new owner. The new owner has, you know, very well established themselves in business long term, both husband and wife. So they buy this business 
they need specialty licenses and permits to operate this business, which I happen to have. I become a business partner, so I become, you know, 33.33% of the business, just like I was in my previous par uh, partnership. Well, little did I know that my enemies or my frenemies were working in the background to sabotage the deal. They were upset because they knew how far that business could go 25 years from now. I wasn't even thinking about three, three years later, nonetheless 25 years. Well, we got all the permits. We got everything up to date. The business opens, and I kid you not, by the time that the business opened, I was cut out of the deal. Um, the permits had been signed on to another of their family members, so they didn't need me anymore. And um, all the construction that I did, they left the construction the same for the real estate property. But the way that I decorated the building, all I... I was able to keep was those decorations. It was so bad that I never signed the contract. That was a valuable lesson. It was so bad that they didn't care. They did this in front of my face. They had no remorse for me, my family, my children, my situation, my circumstances. They did not give a fuck about me. And I remember the day that I left the property, I had a sports car. And I promise you that the car was so low on gas. That day, I just happened to park on like a hillside curb. And the little bit of gas that I had couldn't start the engine. So I had to sit there for hours while the car stalled to try to roll the car on level ground so it could start and I could leave. As if I did not just go through this embarrassment the whole day of picking up my little items and my little decorative pieces and bringing that with me. And they laughed at me. Like, like, look at this kid. What I did for that business was valued minimum a few hundred thousand. A few years later, another person bought the business. And they seek my help to continue to develop the business. I had the background because, you know, like I said yesterday, I had dealt with, with the two previous ownerships. And they did the same thing. Even though I had them on the contract, which I thought that's where I had failed. Even though I negotiated, I, I had a hard bargain with everything. There was a small situation with the Treasury Department with cash flow. And... Um, you should have seen the extreme behavior of these people for something so simple. And um, I had to learn. It hurt. And I'll never forget it. But now I had a foundation. What I tried to do unconsciously didn't work. What I tried to do consciously, where I was more proactive, more involved, didn't work. Um... I tried to protect my company and my assets and what I was doing. That didn't work because there were previous business deals where there were valuable lessons that went right over my head because my heart was involved. My emotions were attached. I thought these people were family based on my culture, based on my religious belief. Little did I know they were playing me like a fiddle. They knew what buttons to push. The family button, the religion button, when it was convenient. 
all at the same time. The focus is on capital gains. I did not understand that game. The reason why they felt threatened by me is because they saw my potential. Because unlike everybody else in this industry, I did not need this industry to sustain my family. I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I'm in the music business. Even though I deal with the music industry, I'm in the music business. It just so happens that I'm a real estate developer. It just so happens that I'm a hell of a businessman and I know how to negotiate, right? And I attribute that to Trump. Trump is one of the fifth most influential men in my life. Not Trump the president. Trump the businessman. Trump from the art of the deal. Um, as a kid, that was one of the first books that I read. So I was very impressionable. I did the fucking Donald Trump University. Did I think 20, 30 years later this guy will become the fucking president? Hell no. But the business savvy was there. And let me attribute this to Trump's father. There were a lot of traits that his father instilled or uh, distilled from himself into Trump. Now, I also believe from a psychological standpoint that Trump dropped the ball and forgot that his father was an immigrant and had to do all these things to build the empire. But that's a different conversation. I want to get off politics. So, long story short, all of this, looking back now, I can connect the dots, right? Looking back, this was all training. It was all an educational process that I didn't dominate, that I didn't understand. I found myself in a privileged position of power. More and more opportunities continued to develop in the same way. It was business partner after business partner, business after business, venture after venture, investment after investment. Some I won, some I lost. Most of them I lost. Most of them I learned from, though. So that was my win. My win was not capital gain. My win was discipline, understanding, experience. They don't value that in our economic system. They don't value that social politically. But now I know my shit because now my katana blades are very sharp. They're so sharp that you can only compare them to a fucking lightsaber because I know business now. And I can identify when a business is decaying or a business is at a failure rate. And what did I do? I created a whole company to rebuild businesses. My advantage was that I rebuilt businesses from a psychological standpoint. Because, again, looking back now, there were all these lessons in my life. I worked for a place called Arnaud's in New Orleans on the French Quarter. I worked for Mahana Khaled. I worked for the Ritz-Carlton. They taught me the five-diamond system before Hurricane Katrina. I was a child. Before that, I worked for Ray Brandit, who is the Donald Trump of the South when it comes to selling cars. So I did executive sales. I did financing for, for, for automotive. Did I know that that was going to grow into Cox Nissan in New York and that would become a franchise? I didn't know that. I didn't know how that would help me in the future. But working for Ray Brandit 
I'm part of a company. We're grossing two, three hundred million dollars a year. I'm a kid. I learned business from people like Frank Garner. These were my fucking mentors. What are the chances? I work for Troy Seals. I am a kid. I'm making minimum wage. My payout is not capital gain. My payout is education. That goes with me everywhere I go. Discipline. Mindset. All these things were all new concepts to me. I was taking trade-ins on cars, exotic cars, that I got to sell further along in the future. And I got to penetrate that entire field just by being around people who were designed and built for success. When Artin Senna was interviewed during the development process of the NSX, which I'm also a prototype driver, he said that I'm designed and I compete designed to win. The translation from Castellano Spanish to English means something completely different. But when you're able to build that bridge, it shows your intelligence. And that's how I speak. So I understood what he was saying at that point. Artisan is the best driver on earth because he can do it in the rain. And that's what God was doing. God was pruning me. God was purifying me. The pressure that creates a diamond in a diamond mine. The pressure, the fire, the uncomfortness. But when you pull that out, beautiful diamond. So back to the Ritz-Carlton. They showed me the five diamond system. The human has five senses predominantly. Really like five fucking trillion. But Ritz-Carlton is royalty level service. Meaning that the elite, the royals, when they travel, they're only going to stay out of Ritz-Carlton. Five star is like bullshit to them. Five star is like throwing out the trash. Five diamond is different because it controls all your five senses. So everything you see, hear, smell, taste, and interact with, they dominate. So when I built this business model and I built this company... I took all this negative shit and turned it into a positive because all of these people revealed to me their mentalities. That's why it was based on psychology because I knew that if I introduced the five diamond system to any business with my spiritual compass, it was going to be a winning formula. There was no fucking way I was going to lose. So this process became my success rate and it gave me the number which this is what we're here to talk about today for every successful business that i own today i have 44 failures and i'm so fucking proud to tell you that because it's going to make me a trillionaire i didn't know that at the time but it puts everything into perspective like steve jobs always said you can only connect the dots looking back all those people were orchestrated by design to be in my life aggregated like sesame street like seasoning some of my kosher chicken shout out to 44 kosher and co one of my franchises best chicken in the world and it's not fried that was all by design to get me where i am today as a matter of fact i have four business ventures right now that i established in the last four days 
How many people you know opened four businesses four days ago? One every single day. I was supposed to be clear cut across town. And guess what? I have the power to wait. Until tomorrow. I have the power to go over every single deal. Analyze every data point, And then make a decision. I'm in a privileged position of power. All of these ingredients created my business formula. I've applied it to over a thousand businesses. I'm 41 years old. Let me remind you. This is day one. This is the beginning. What do you think happens when you have this type of education and training and discipline? And when you're a hardworking person, you know you got a good heart and you want to help people. And you wake up every day with that energy. You thank God and you thank God and you thank God. Now I know how to cherry pick the people in my own investments. Now it's not just me building a franchise or a company for somebody else. Now it applies to my life. And my investments were always above anything I've done in real estate or in any other type of industry or field. Because now I'm in technology, or I've been in technology for quite, quite some time. These businesses are quantum level growth businesses. This is the equivalent of me building the Google of tomorrow. The Yahoo, the Bing, the Microsoft of tomorrow, the Apple, the fucking Berkshire Hathaway, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Even when I worked on cars as an engineer that I am, I'm also a mechanical engineer. You know, I have like, you know, over 17 PhDs. I'm 41 years old. I'm going to remind you again. I don't even like to talk to people about it because when you have an education, you assume everybody has an education. When you understand life at the quantum level, you assume everybody does, and they don't. There's less than a third of a percentage on earth that understands what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to the future and technology and the economy and everything that I do every single day. Most people don't look at the analytics. They're not worried about quantum growth. They don't know about the Fibonacci sequence. They have no idea what time travel is. When I tell them I'm a time traveler, they're like, oh, yeah. They, they don't get what the fuck I'm saying. But this is not for everybody. The point is, I'm appreciative to the universe for this opportunity to have wisdom and clarity and understanding like we spoke about a few days ago. It's not just knowledge. Because knowledge is potential power. It's about power. It's about balancing the yin and the yang. It's about being appreciative for every failure. And utilizing it, not as a punishment looking into the past. But as a privilege. As a forever university. The earth, the universe, the planets, the galaxies. This is my university. Once I realized that the only knowledge is the knowledge itself... Everything made sense. I unplugged from the matrix. Like Andrew Tate will tell you guys, but he gives you the watered down version. I'm going to give you the real version. I realized everything was orchestrated and designed by a grand master plan. If I didn't go through those bumps and bruises and those times that I fell, I would never have been able to learn how to get back up. I wouldn't know about chiseling a better version of myself every day and having resilience to bounce back and come back even harder and stronger 
understanding that there are no limitations when it comes to me. Because God puts his favorites under the highest stresses and tests. And this has all been an illusion. This has all been a test. Now it makes sense. The picture gets clearer every single day. I pick up another foundation and pillar building stone to build this vision of the future. Because what you see in your mind, only God can see. And only God can place that in there. Nobody sees your mind how you see your mind. Nobody has your mentality. Your mentality is as unique as your eyelids. As unique as the, the, the composure of, your, of the retina in your eye. As a fingerprint, as, as the same pattern that your hair grows and your beard grows and the way you walk and the way you talk, it's all unique to you. I realize in the music industry, as well as technology, the whole world is my warehouse. The whole world is my design platform. The whole world is my test bed for any prototype of any product, service, or brand that I design. It is my distribution network. It is my audience my business partners are all over the world. My audience, all over the world. My fans, all over the world. Once you realize that there's no, no knowledge past the knowledge itself, it all becomes clear. Because God gave me everything by giving me life. By giving me an opportunity. By allowing me to learn all of these things. God created the whole fucking universe for me. I am designed to have dominion over the whole motherfucking universe. What the fuck am I worried about? I'm going to give you guys an example because, as you know, I'm a recovering car collector, right? And now that I have this knowledge, I have more cars in my collection than I know what to do with. At my peak, I probably had 120 cars. Or, or so I thought at the time. I thought that was the level. That was, oh my God, I can't believe it. This is in my prime, or what I thought was my prime, right? Shout out to the Prime Thanos, uh, uh, the, uh, the prime Thanos on, on, on YouTube. There was a moment where I lost my financial stability, right? So economically, I couldn't afford to have 120 cars. So 100 became, I mean, 120 became 100, 100 became 50. 50 became 20, 20 became 15, 15 became 5, 6. You know, I always dance between 7 and 10 cars, sometimes 12. I didn't have a greater happiness to have 120 cars versus 12. There were times that I only had 7 cars. I wasn't less happy. I was still as happy as having 5 or 6 cars. If you have a house that has a 3-car garage... You could fit three in and three out. That was my mentality. I'm like, fuck, okay, that's a cool number. I have five, six cars. I'll only have to drive one car twice a week. Now, once I understood this, my car collection grew exponentially. I think I have over 500 cars right now. If I had to count, I lost count. Rick Ross, the, the musician, said recently that he lost count. I can say that I'm part of that club. And I can also say that I probably reached that status over 10 years ago. So let's talk about being virtuous, right? Being able to be everywhere. Five corners of the world, 
I have a home in every single one of them. I have a garage in every single one of them. I have a storage facility in every single one of them. And in every single one of them, I have exotic cars. Some cars that I drive twice a year, two hours maximum, each one. I have cars that are worth more than I would like to even have to think about. Because anytime you go through economic hard times, you're like, man, I could just sell this car and cash out. But I understand the discipline behind why I bought that car, why I made that investment, why I would never touch it, and why I want to leave that as a legacy goal for my generations to come. I have cars that my wife doesn't know about. I have cars that my family doesn't know about. I have cars that my friends will never know that belong to me. And I like that very, very much. So there are times and circumstances where you may have to go to a high event like a gala or gathering, right, of some sorts. And you have to present yourself to society, social, politically, right? Well, if I'm in one of those five corners of the world, I may go to my garage and pull out one of those cars. I may go to my storage and pull out one of those exclusive, exotic cars. I'm talking about my real car collection. The cars that you hear about in my music. And anybody that listens to my music knows what I'm talking about. The reason why you feel that energy when you hear me on a record is because I'm showing you what I feel when I'm driving one of those cars. And it's not about the price, the color, the speed, or the bullshit. Because when I drive my cars, I'm by my motherfucking self. And all my cars are bulletproof. I'm not driving down Rodeo Drive or Beverly Hills. I'm not in South Beach, Miami. That's not why I collect cars. You are fucking wrong. I am Michael Knight, the Knight Rider. It's me and Kit. That's it. The whole story is about me and Kit. And that's one of the hors d'oeuvres of life, of success, that I get to enjoy. And it's the only thing I have for myself. I don't play baseball. I don't fucking go skydiving. I don't fucking go mountain hiking. I don't do uh, parquet, whatever that shit is called. You know, I don't do none of that extra shit. I don't go fucking deep sea diving. I don't swim with sharks. My shit is fucking with cars. Not racing cars. I don't go to no fucking racetrack. I'm not trying to go down a quarter mile. I like to be on the road. That's my thing. Well, when a situation happens where I'm not in one of the five corners of the world. And I want to drive one of these cars. And I have no access to one of my own. I'll rent one. I'll rent it for an hour. Two hours max. I'll go to my event. And I get to give that shit right back. Don't have to worry about it. That car is a business. To be rented out to other clients and and consumers. When you do that at first. Especially if you don't own one yourself. You feel like you just robbed Fort Knox. You feel like you just robbed the bank. You don't understand how a company can make a profit renting you one of these machines. You think to yourself, these people are crazy. 
I'm spending a few thousand dollars to drive a car that's, you know, worth half a million dollars. Because you don't see the big picture. You know why the owners and the investors of those businesses such as myself don't care if you drive my Ferrari, my Porsche, my Lamborghini, my Aston Martin, my McLaren, my Konensek, my Paganis? Because the whole fucking universe belongs to me. Because God designed me to have dominion over the whole universe. You could try to steal one of my cars. Where are you going to go? You're going to leave planet Earth? I'm going to find it. You can't steal it. I own the whole universe. Where are you going to drive? From one state to another? We could track the car. What are you going to do? Wreck it and damage it? We'll get another one. The insurance will buy me a newer one faster brighter color, all the good shit. It was the small man mentality. It was the mentality of poverty that made me look at the situation that way. It made me realize, wait a minute. These are all my cars. These are all business opportunities. These all bring an income every single day to my investments. What good is for me to have it in a storage? Or to have it in a garage. It's good to look at. I know what it's like to sit in your garage and fucking stare at a car for hours and hours and hours and hours. You can't even believe that you own the shit. But I'm also a businessman. I'm also a critically thinking man. I see the bigger picture. How much damage can you really do to my car? Even if you rented it for a month. I own it forever. It's paid for. It's mine's. If I need to get a service, I'm taking it to the dealership. I'm paying top of the line for top of the line service, parts, and 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 anything that deals with putting the car back together. How many engines are you going to blow driving my car? How many transmissions are you going to fuck up? For every thousand clients that I have renting that car, two might damage it, maybe three. But I have 997 times that I'm making a profit. And I'm paying for that car three, four, five times over. When I put that into the context of the music business, which is what I'm in, no record labels necessary. Shout out to Brandman Sean. Shout out to the team that gave you artists like Rihanna. That's all I need to say. I don't need to say nothing else. That's part of my team. That's what we do behind the scenes, right? But I can, I can play stupid very well. I can let you think that you know whatever you think you know more than me. That, that's very easy. One of my greatest advantages in business. I want you to underestimate me. I want to look as the, as the little peon, the little man, right? You don't know that I'm a motherfucking giant walking amongst, you know, the people. Now, let's put that into perspective, why do I need to worry about an engineering firm when I'm an engineer? Why do I need to have a huge manufacturing facility when I can have that anywhere in the world, just like my cars? Five corners of the world that have my car collection, right? Why do I need to worry about a warehouse or a distribution network? The whole earth is my distribution network. The whole earth has my audience. The whole earth is my stage to perform my music. I'm going on a worldwide tour 
started May 1st to April 31st, 2025. And guess what music I'm going to be performing? You're going to hear a small portion of those 5,000 records. Because every leg or every section of the tour, the music has to change because I have so much music. All that is, is organic content creation. All I'm doing is promoting and marketing the catalog, which is up for sale. Over 5,000 records. Yesterday, the industry changed and it had a complete breakthrough, which I cannot speak on because I'm, I'm working on, a, on putting together a deal for a major company that made a major move. And now we can be partners directly. And all it takes is an email and a phone call and a business meeting with a business plan and a sound financial statement. It can change the lives of everybody in that room with me on the quantum level. Google, Microsoft, Berkshire Hathaway, to name a few. On that level. That's not opening up a small restaurant and building it up to a few million dollars and cashing out. That's not investing in one real estate property and flipping that into 12 real estate properties and cashing out. This is like buying a country. It's that level of business. If you don't understand the small micro businesses, like micro machines, I collect Hot Wheels. I collect the, the Durago models. The Maisto models, right? And there's more that are more expensive than those. But remember the micro machines with the guy that talks fast? He does the voice for one of the uh, Transformers in the, in the series in the 80s. If you don't understand a small business, how the fuck can you understand a big business? If you don't know how to make deck of millions of dollars, how the fuck can you focus on billions of dollars? That's where I live. The next quantum growth for me is billions. Right now, that's my only challenge. But for every successful business that I own today, I have 44 failures. I had to deal with psychopaths, negative-ass people that belittle you, try to manipulate you and use you and chew you up and spit you out like garbage. And during that process, I've had to remain the person that God designed me to be. A God-fearing man, a righteous man, a man of his family, a man of his religious belief, a man who's always been a philanthropist. Even if all I can do is give you my love, or my knowledge, or my wisdom, or my discipline, or my clarity, or my understanding. Maybe I can only give you my support morally. Maybe you can only access me as a person, not as an artist or my brands, through my podcast. Maybe you do it through the magazine. Maybe you bought one of my books. Maybe you bought a house for me. Maybe you bought a building for me. Maybe you bought a shopping center for me. Maybe you bought a gas station for me. But my heart is an open book. My soul is an open library. Learn. Pick my brain. Ask me questions. I'm just like you. Once I realized that the only knowledge is the knowledge itself, that God created me to have dominion over this whole motherfucking matrix, all this shit is a game. Being an entrepreneur is a game. It's like playing Monopoly, but in real life. 
This is meant for you to have fun. Life is not a horror story or a horror movie. It's not about fallbacks and setbacks and complications and whatever. The only time you can release a demon is to tell the demon, God bless you. Because before the devil or Lucifer or Satan can do anything wrong, in many cultures, different religions, he has you know, hundreds of thousands of names. Before he can do wrong, he has to ask permission from God. So God always has the golden key. Right? So all the devil could do, since he can't do shit himself, is appoint a demon to try to destroy you. Mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, financially, in every other possible way. Because he hates you. He feels that he's made out of light and fire. And you're nothing but a carnal being that expires. So you are beneath him. Right? Right. So, once that devil is authorized to put a demon on your life or some aspect of your life, and we can just demystify it and say it's negative energy or any connotation at the quantum level of negative energy because that's what it represents in, in all reality. Once you say, God bless you, you're setting that demon free. You're relieved of your duties. When somebody does you wrong and somebody hurts you, you have to pray for them because when you forgive, it's not about that person. You're forgiving yourself for being hurt by a person that's evil. You're giving yourself the authority to start the healing process. You're accepting the wound. You're accepting the damage. But now you're also accepting that you are a unique creation of the higher God. You accept that now you're giving yourself permission to pray to the higher power for the healing. Now the healing begins. And for every door that the devil closes, God opens 120,000 for you. Instantly. When you pray for something, God already said yes. Before you even asked for it, God already knew you were going to ask for it. You want a McLaren? Done. You want to build a successful business? Done. You have dominion over this universe. And even though... The enemy's presence is here. The devil, Satan, Shaitan, whatever you want to call him, Nimrod. You have dominion. That's why you can do all the shit that you can do. We're not God, but we're God-like. And just like God, we have the power to create. There's shit that God couldn't create for you to create. You had to design the computer. You had to design the car and the boat and the airplane and fucking internet and, and highways and trees and fucking all the shit. You had to design all that shit. Just like a solarium or a planetarium or a zoo, you had to design fucking all that shit. So once you understand that, everything makes sense. What do I need to worry about somebody stealing one of my Ferraris? When they're renting it with their credit card in their name, how far are you going to go? You're going to leave planet Earth? If you could leave planet Earth with my Ferrari, I probably would be worried. And I still wouldn't give a fuck because I have insurance. Full coverage. Wreck that bitch if you want to. I get, I just get a new one. And I'll do it again. And when the engine blows, I put a new engine in it. It's available on earth. I can find a brand new engine zero miles from any Ferrari dealership. I can buy a transmission for my Porsche at any Porsche dealership all over the fucking world. What are you fucking worried about? Why are you placing limitations on yourself? Look how clear everything is. You want to buy a house in Monaco? Go buy a house in Monaco. You want to buy a house in France? Go buy a house in France. Nobody told you to want that. That's what you want. Work for it and you can have it. There's a formula. Success leaves clues. 
There's thousands, millions of books, people that are willing to share with you all of their attributes for your greater good, for your dreams that God gave to you, that are in your mind, that flow through you, that nobody else has. What the fuck do I need to worry about an engineering firm when I can just learn and educate myself on how to be an engineer? What do I need to worry about a manufacturing facility when I can easily buy or rent or lease all the equipment that I need to manufacture? I can go buy a warehouse anywhere in the world. I can have storage anywhere in the world. I can distribute all my products and services direct to consumer, whether it has to go on a boat, an airplane, a truck, a car, fucking whether you download it online, it doesn't matter anymore. Now my music is direct to consumers. My music is so good that if it was on radio, on television, and the internet, it will stop the world. Now I get to go on tour, and you get to hear these hors d'oeuvres of life, these hors d'oeuvres of entertainment, these hors d'oeuvres of music. You're going to be able to taste some exclusive caramel chocolates that nowhere else in the world can you get other than from me. And you can only purchase them during the concert. And if you can't make it to the concert, download the stream. And if you can't go to the concert and download the stream, well, I'll give you segments and, and bits and shorts online. Through YouTube, Twitter Spaces, StreamYard, Patreon, the list goes on and on and on. That's it. Direct to consumer. If you can't do that, you can always buy the NFT. It travels with you anywhere you go. And it's unique, one of a kind. It has ownership in it, all the deluxe features, everything, direct from me to you. No fucking middleman, no fucking going up and down a cliff and around the mountain to go across the street. The whole world is my stage. The whole world is my engineering firm. The whole world is my manufacturing firm. The whole world is my warehouse and it's my storage and it's my distribution network. Whether it's digital, online, or physical, or interactive. In the future, it's virtual reality. You're going to be able to come to my concerts with your VR headsets. Apple just released their Oculus-like um, product, which is augmented reality. It combines virtual reality with regular vision. Next level shit. Yes, it's expensive, $3,000. But you're going to keep that shit for six years. So divide, what, $500 per year? $35, $45 a month. It's not that complicated. Once you realize that, Eureka, now I don't have to sign a bad contract to a bad record label. Now I don't have to take a bad business deal. I get to fucking choose and say, listen, I opened four businesses in the last four days. And I can choose when we're going to have a meeting, what we're going to talk about, and what the fucking common consensus is. What are the plans? What are the goals? Daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, yearly goals. Fiscal goals, right? Lower my tax liability, increase income, increase profits. You know, that's how it works. Every four years, you got a presidency. This year, 44 elections all over Earth that are going to determine the next four years. We're racing to the year 2030, 2035, when everything will be Web3 and fucking interactive virtual reality will be in the fucking future again because we're already in the future. Now it all starts to make sense. I don't need a warehouse when I can rent a warehouse anywhere on earth. I don't need a manufacturing facility when I can uh, delegate that responsibility to any manufacturing firm. 
I don't need a distribution network and I don't need to reinvent the wheel because it already exists. When you drive on the highway, how many 18-wheelers do you see bringing products and services all over the United States, all over Earth? What the fuck am I worried about? Is God telling me design a truck and design a highway and, and, and design a driver that can drive on its own automated? No. God is saying create a good product, create a good service, build a good franchise, have good business, moral ethics, and give the people not a product or service or a brand or a franchise. Give them an experience, some shit that money cannot buy. Introduce the five diamond system into all your investments. Have a moral compass. Educate yourself. Teach your people how to teach their people and educate yourself to be able to educate others so that they can educate others. So if I help other people and they help other people and they help other people, we start solving problems. And the more problems I solve, the more money I make. If you solve the problems of a billion people, you're going to be a billionaire. That is my goal right now, to help people like you that take out of their time to make that investment into themselves because they see the clearer picture. It's all here available for you. You have the greats like a Phil Jackson and a fucking Kobe Bryant and a Michael Jordan and a, a Bill Belichick and, and a Tom Brady. You have the examples. If you look deep enough, you can see the blueprint of the formula. I don't give a fuck if somebody does me wrong. That's on them. They got to carry that cross. You did me wrong. You walk with that shit. You feel pain in your heart. You're broken inside and you want to break people. That's the fucking existence that you have. I feel sorry for you because you have no idea the peace of mind that I have, the mentality that I have, the way that I'm able to enjoy life. Even this beautiful sun shining through my studio here. I'm on the highest floor. I can see the whole fucking highway, the state, downtown. This is my view. This is my creative space. And organic content creation is natural to me because I'm an artist. But I'm also a genius. But I'm also intelligent. And that's why I'm an artist. I'm not an artist just because of my pretty face and my beautiful smile. And the fact that I could cook and dance at the same time. This was all by design. This came in designed, engineered, from the factory, in my heart, in my mind, in my body, in my spirit, in my soul. Because now I understand that the only knowledge is the knowledge itself. All this time I'm looking externally to learn all these things. When God already placed all those things inside of me, now it makes sense. All the people in my life, and especially the more money that I've made and the more successful I've become, all people have done is allow their masks to fall off. And now I can really see them for who they are. Because now I learn to judge the heart. I never focus on capital gain because that was not my aim. I was trying to soothe the pain that I felt by soothing the pain of those around me. My dream was always macro, was always mega, was always to the extreme. What was my dream? To fulfill the dreams of everybody around me. I was the first to put myself last. Even to this day, when I'm online and I'm shopping for like exotic cars to buy, sell, trade, whatever, um... I always look at all my loved ones and I say, okay, this Lamborghini is for my brother. This one is for my wife. This one's for... I pick out all these cars, my peers, my business partners, whatever. And then once I've picked out a car for every one of my family members or my loved ones, then I find the car for myself. 98% of the time, it's not nothing new or fancy. It's just something I don't have in my collection. It's, a, it's like a fucking Pokemon. Like I got to catch them all, right? 
that's how my collection went from 120 down to five, six, seven cars, and now well over 500 cars. And the best part is that no one knows about it. The best part is that when I'm able to go to one of these corners of the world, to one of my homes, I can go in my garage and I have something immediately there, or I can take a little drive to one of my storage facilities, one of my aircraft hangars, and there they are. The car that I may drive twice a year for an hour. I drive it by myself, smoke my Cuban cigar, listen to my music. I respect the car, appreciate the car, not because of its monetary value, not because of what people are going to think or say or interpret, because that God designed and engineered inside of me. This is my Ferrari Anzo. This is my McLaren. This is my Koenigsegg. This is my Pagani. This is my Pininfarina Batista. That's my Remac Navarro. And the list goes on and on and on. You got an A12 Superfast Andrew Tate? I got a few of them. I don't just have the GTS Spider. I have the hardtop too. And in more than one color. My favorite one is the most basic color one. You'll never see that shit on the streets. You'll never see it on the road. And when you see it, it's going to be me driving it by myself. I might pass you, Andrew Tate, in my A12 Superfast. My shit might have four turbos on it. My shit might have been built by somebody from the Bronx. How you like them apples? You ever been to the Bronx? You know what it's like to get a slice from Artuso's Pizzeria on 225th Street and Broadway? I don't think so. Are you going to drive your McLaren 720S where I drive my 765LT to John's Fried Chicken? I don't think so. You going to know where to drive in Little Italy in the Bronx and go get the fucking Coquitos? Or Frio Frio on 181st? I'm playing an entirely different game, my brother. I'm on a whole nother level. And every time somebody does you wrong, it signifies that you are graduating. You're upgrading to the next level. So welcome the challenges. Look for the solutions. Focus on solutions, not the problems. Understand that you are unique. Your mind is beautiful on its own. The way you speak, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you dance, the way you cook, the way you clean, the way you do anything that you do artistically, organically, or even mechanically. It's all unique to you. And embrace that. Once you know that the only knowledge is the knowledge itself, you will understand that all you were looking for your whole life was yourself. Superman is not coming. You're Superman. There's nothing out there on earth, on the planet, in the galaxy, in the universe that you don't already know and have inside of you. Every atom and matter in your body is already a part of the universe. And that is by design. So my question for you today is, do you know who you are? Do you know where you've been? Do you know where you come from? Do you know where you stand today? And do you know where you're going in the future? That journey and that trip is a personal one because you can only travel and go on that journey on your own. And everybody's not going to make it. 
I gave you guys the example a few days ago about my vision jet. Five passengers, two pilots. My Honda jet, six passengers, two pilots. That's it. I'm either a plus one or I'm a minus one. The Honda jet compared to my vision jet, it's, it's a whole nother world. I probably prefer the vision jet, but I understand the prestige of the Honda jet. Do I want a Bombardier? No. Do I want anything above that? Not interested. Even if I had a billion trillion dollars, I've outgrown those things. I want you to underestimate me. I want you to look at me and judge me based on superficial bullshit. Because you'll never have access to this beautiful mind, body, and soul. You'll never be able to see my heart. I know once a person shows you who they are, you have to believe them. And if somebody's existence on earth is to destroy and hurt other people, you really got to pray for that person. But you also have to give yourself props for being in the privileged position of power that you don't have to do that. I can live the rest of my life doing great by people. And that's what I want to be remembered for. Not for my car collection. Not for materialistic things. This is all a game to me. For me, this is my sport. Business is my sport. It's contact, hand-to-hand combat. Love that shit. Did martial arts my whole life. Love Bruce Lee. Have very, very deep respect for all Asiatic cultures when it comes to discipline and meditation and everything they were able to do with all of their beautiful dynasties. But my decision is already made. I know who I am. I live in my truth. I'm not afraid to show the world. I'm a rapper, I'm a singer, I'm a writer, composer, producer, engineer, everything that you want me to be and everything that you don't want me to be. I'm as big as you want to see me or as small as you want to think of me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change what's inside of my heart. The happiness, the peace of mind that I have in my soul, priceless. I don't give a fuck if you put me in Antarctica, at the fucking Himalayan mountains. You can put me in the desert. You can put me in the middle of the ocean. I'm always going to be who I am. And this happiness is from the internal drive. This happiness is not external. Buying a thousand McLarens is not going to make me happier than I am now. Having a trillion dollars in the bank is not going to make me any happier. I already reached the God level. I get it now. So now every day is a challenge. I'm asking God, all right, God, what you want me to do? What I need to do? What's today's challenge? What can I learn today? How can I grow? The same way that you guys are learning with me and from me, I'm learning from all of you guys. I see the comments. I check all the DMs. I'm like Gary V. Matter of fact, I have a, a class that I need to take from Gary V when I finish this. And it just comes from the universe. I enjoy every tree, every branch, every leaf, every flower, every fruit, every piece of pollen, every single bee, every beehive, every fucking bit of honey and nectar. I enjoy it all. I appreciate it because I understand the beauty in all of these things, even when somebody does you wrong. All they're doing is revealing who they are. I know that I'm destined to go to the land of milk and honey. And I know that my heart is open and everybody's welcome to it. The people that leave your life are leaving for a reason. They're no longer part of your journey. They're no longer part of your escapade or your excursion. 
And you have to allow them to allow themselves out of your life. I don't give a fuck if it's friend, family, foe, colleague, peer, whatever it is. The people that leave my life is because they chose to leave my life. And I embrace it and I welcome their departure. I'm welcoming in their departure. Their exit is my entry to a new level. I'm able to tell somebody respectfully, God bless you, and release the demon within them of their civic duty to try to destroy me. I'm able to appreciate every person that contributes something positive into my life and say, welcome. I've been waiting for you my entire life. Where have you been? I'm able to understand from every situation because I'm looking for the understanding. I'm looking for God in every situation. Today, Raven flew past my window. She did not stand and dance. Maybe it's too windy. Even though it's a sunny day, Raven flew. I'm happy that I got to see Raven fly away. I don't have to be greedy and say, Raven, you haven't danced in front of my window, so on the highest floor with this beautiful view for two days. I can welcome her departure. So for today, bye, Raven. I hope I see you tomorrow. If I see you tomorrow, it'll be like the prodigal son. You know, I'll be here welcoming you with open arms. But if you don't, I understand. And I can love you from afar and I can pray for you from afar. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank you once again for these beautiful gatherings of the minds that we all have and we all share. I hope that this can help you in your journey somehow, some way. And I just want to thank you for believing in yourself and pushing yourself every single day to discover these things. Allow me to be one of those avatars, and I hope that I can at least point you in the right direction so you can find many other avatars. And remember that they're all around you. The opportunities for you to capitalize on, to resuccess, they're all around you. Sometimes we just have to have the right filter to look at the situation. So you, for today, have an amazing and wonderful day. May you conquer everything that's in your path. Understand that everything that you touch will turn into solid gold and beautiful, precious gemstones. Remember that there's no knowledge other than the knowledge itself. And God created for you to have dominion over this entire universe. Always remember to dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. So have an amazing day which is exactly what I'm going to do. And we'll meet back here on the next one. Thank you guys so very, very much. I truly and greatly appreciate every single one of you, whether you're in Europe, Asia, Canada, the Middle East, the United States, the Caribbean, or South America, planet Earth, any planet in our galaxy, and fucking, um, you know, our Milky Way, anybody in my universe. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so very much. This has been definitely one of the best and will go down in history as such. This is all the time that I have. Like I said, I have for the rest of the day, I have to take a few classes. I have a few business meetings to arrange and I have to do a business assessment. So I'll be busy with that. And as soon as I finish that, 
back in the studio to work on some music and logistics as far as like wardrobe and uh, stage preparations for the tour. Um, May 1st, as you guys know, I'll be somewhere in the country near you. And um, I look forward to having you as a guest at one of these events. And um, it's just going to be amazing. So don't be surprised. But thank you so much. And you have an amazing day because you're special. And I believe in you. If nobody believes in you, nobody gave you a chance, and they underestimated you, don't worry. I'm one of the underdogs too. And I'm here rooting for you and praying for your success. Have an amazing day today.